Hello, this is Brother Julius Adeomi again. We are going through the Gospel of John, and now I'm chapter, I mean chapter 20, which is the resurrection. Now, when we go back to chapter 2019, we see some of the prophecies that were reported in the book of Psalms. Let me read some of these Bible verses to you, where, where some, some of those apostles John did not uh, I like them, but you see them in the Gospel of John or Matthew or Gospel of Matthew and Luke referring to, to them. Here is an example where he said, They parted my garments and divided the, they, they divided the garment of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said it was to fulfill the prophecy. You see that when, I, when we are reading chapter, John chapter 19, he said, The soldiers, they, they divided the his garment into four and casted lot for it which you see in the in the john chapter 19 when we when we're when we're talking about in verse 23 then the soldiers when they had crucified jesus took his garments and made four parts to every soldier a part and also his coat now the coat was without seam moving from the top throughout and they said they are therefore among themselves let us not rend it but cast lot for it whose it shall be that the scripture might be fulfilled we said they parted my raiment among them, and for my vessel they did cast lots. Now you see that in the book of Psalms, Psalm 22. The book of Psalms, chapter 22, was specifically talking about the experience of the Messiah on the cross. From the beginning to the end, you see, if you read the whole thing, you see it's, it's talking about somebody that was suffering on a, on a, in, a, in the form of a agony. And that was where he said in verse 1 of Psalm 22. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me now? That was uttered also on the cross. Apostle uh, uh, John didn't mention that in his own writing. But you see that Luke mentioned that. He said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was uttered on the cross when the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. And you can see that that was exactly what has been prophesied in the book of Psalm 22. And then he went, the Saturday I said, the whole Psalm 22 was utterances of the, of the agony that the Lord Jesus Christ or the Messiah would suffer in his death. And that's why he started with, my God, my God, why is that forsaken me? And he went forth in a more like a lamentation. Oh my God, I cried in the daytime, the thou hearest not, and in the night season, and I'm not, and I'm not silent. Now when you get to verse 17, of that Psalm 22, you see some of the other prophecies that were being mentioned. He said, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. That is, that's talking about what the soldiers did. Everybody just stayed there and looking at the man that was on the cross. And he went further. It was all prophecy about the Messiah. And the verse 18 of that chapter 22 of Psalm is when he prophesied and said, They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. That was also prophesied there in that verse 20, verse 18 of chapter 22. And that was what uh, the Gospel of John was referring to, that these soldiers did that 
It was prophesied long time by the King David that this is what will happen to the Messiah on the cross. And it was fulfilled in that the many other things that are fulfilled, everything that was written here and scattered over, over, over here, like being flogged, which was Isaiah chapter 53, they will look upon him, they pierced. You see that, that in some of these smaller prophets, that they pierced his side was, was part of the prophecy that was fulfilled. Now let's go to chapter 20 of the Gospel of John as the resurrection drama took place. Chapter 20 of Gospel of John. From verse 1, the first day of the week, now you say, Saturday was the Sabbath, and they were not to go anywhere, not to go out from, from the 6 p.m. on Friday to 6 p.m. on Saturday. Of course, 6 p.m. is getting too late. So the women that were waiting for the Sabbath to pass, they had to wait till the following morning, which is Sunday morning also. And that was what was being reported here. The first day of the week now is Sunday. Comment Mary Magdalene early. When it was yet dark, we are talking about maybe 5 a.m., you know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., no, 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 what early we mean. It is what yet dark. Unto the sepulchre and see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Now, the report that was reported by John and by the other apostles, all of this definitely took place because it's not the only one woman that went there. Several women are planning because most of these women are following them when they are still in, when they are in Galilee came for the feast also. And you are talking of so many women. Some of them are closer to one another. And Mary Magdalene was perhaps an individual that went to do something quickly. Also. So they were coming in groups and saying, well, we need to do something. We need to do something. They knew where they followed them when they were carrying the body to this sepulchre. So some of them, maybe three years, maybe five years, say we need to do something. So they were planning, when were you going to get there? We, something. we like, we'll go at 7 a.m. They would have said, well, we can, but this woman get the early. And that was, every one of them went there, but when they got there, they would see different things. Because by the time they got there, it was already resurrected. So there were some said they saw angels. Another one said they just saw the place open, they don't see the body. And so, but they were all reporting the same episode, but some of them saw an angel told them. So the Lord was manifesting so sending angel to tell these visitors whatever the Lord decides. So, so that's why the story here in Gospel of John, when compared to Luke and compared to Mark and to Matthew, they were all telling the same story, but different people see different experiences of that on that day when the sepulchre was empty. Some saw angels, some were there before the soldiers fled. So let's read what Apostle John reported here. She said, Mary Magdalene, Ali, came to the sepulchre and see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Verse 2 said, Then she ran it and come to Simon Peter. She knew where they were living, where they are staying. And to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. And said unto them, She knew where they, these two are staying. They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Now, this is something that Apostle John wrote. Definitely looked like Apostle John was the disciple whom Jesus loved. And that ran, he said he was there with Peter in wherever they are staying because they were from Galilee. So they were just putting up with some brethren that were believers. Maybe in the same place where they had the Last Supper. And so on. So but all the other were different places. And the women are also in different places in, in the city. So, but Mary came and knocked on the door and said, They have taken the body away. And we don't know where they laid the body. Now, when you go to the other reporting of this, they say Mary Magdalene came with some other women first. 
and they saw this thing. But it was Mary that decided that she needed to go and tell the apostles. So maybe the other women, they said they just fled and went to their places. But Mary decided that she was going to look for Peter and go tell the apostles what was going on. So that is why when John was reporting, he said, Mary came to these two disciples and said they have taken the Lord away. But still said, Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together. And the other disciple did out from Peter and came first to the sepulchre because he was younger. So he ran and got to him first. Verse 5 said, And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. So they got there and saw the linen clothes that was used to wrap him lying down. Then somebody has made it clear that what they, was, what they believed they saw was a, 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 a shell that has nothing inside it anymore. The, the, because when they wrap the dead body with about 100 pounds of, uh, of spices, and it will only be the face that will be left open. The face of the corpse will be left open. So, but when it disappeared, the body disappeared, that bulky linen will collapse. And he disappeared, not that he came up and unwrapped himself. That linen collapsed. So they see the linen like a, like a shell. That was what some people described it as. It was just collapsed. They saw that when they saw the linen, and nobody inside the linen. So they were wondering what happened. Some other people thought maybe he, he just unfolded the linen and then left. But if they carried the corpse, they won't leave the linen there also. So that was what first baffled the people that came there first. If you carry a dead body that was wrapped together, they will carry the old linen with the dead body and go put it somewhere. Else. So, but see, they saw the linen there. Whether it's unwrapped or it is just like a shell and the body is not there, there's no way they can carry the body to go bury somewhere else and leave the linen there. So that makes sense that somehow there's something Go on that didn't understand. So they said, and they said, that's why the disciples said he, he was there, he stooped down and saw the linen clothes lying there, but he went not in, not because they are not sure what's going on. But six, then coming Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre and said the linen clothes lying and the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes because that was separate from the linen clothes top at the head, at the neck, perhaps, and then something napkin for the face and the head. So when he came out, it looked like that napkin was unfolded by itself because if it's separate from the linen, it will be standing by itself. But it says it's folded because it's actually wrapped around somebody. That's also collapsed because it could fold on itself by itself. So they were describing what they saw, which if this like in this generation, the FBI said, don't touch anything. You will take a photograph of this thing to see what, to see evidence of what happened. If anybody took the body away, they want some fingerprints also. But see, that is really what they were describing here. See, the, the, the napkin that was around the head was just folded by itself. But itself said, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulchre and he saw and believed. Well, he's still believing that he's not here. Okay, verse 9. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Verse 10. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. They went away again unto their own. Verse 11 is very key. 
But Mary, you see, Mary was coming back to that place because they ran and he just walked past until he got there. By the time she got there, the Peter and, and the other disciples have decided to go back home. But Mary stood without her disciple weeping. Now, you see, many must have been reasoning out and say, well, if they take the body away, maybe the people that took the body will come back and clean up this place. No, sir. They will come back and clean up this place. If they have taken the body away, they left the linen clothes. And if this is the reason why they took the body away, they would say, borrowed sepulchre. And whoever owned the sepulchre will need his, his place and keep it neat and tidy, not that a stranger be put there for. Oh, that you didn't know. So maybe was thinking about that. I'm going to stay here until wait till somebody will come and try to clean up this place. That way, ask where did they put the body. So that was why Mary was putting two, two things together in her, in her own mind. So Mary stood without her disciple weeping. Of course, she is still mourning for the dead. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre and saw two angels in white sitting, the one at the head. And the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. So she was just standing there waiting. Got that sepulchre according to what people have been showing in the photo. If you can you if you want to, if you are standing up, you, your head will be taller than the, the top of the door to the sepulchre. So now she more or less looked back and saw how did these people get inside there? Saw two people say they are angels. So he she didn't think about them that you would have said, How did you get inside there? I didn't see you pass me by. She just <laughs> didn't even think about that. She said, she said two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus lay. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, Oh, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. So she was just so calling away that she didn't even think of, How did you get there? It would have been the first thing. I didn't see you pass by here. How did you get inside here? But she just answered them, well, they took him, my Lord. I don't know where they laid him. As far as said, when she has thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. And you know that was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the fire gardener, remember? She was waiting that somebody perhaps would come and clean up this place. Maybe a gardener that took care of this garden. So that's why she was waiting, weeping, waiting, waiting, and waiting until now she saw these two here and look back up and she saw somebody standing in front of him. And we say it looked like a Ghana because the Lord Jesus Christ getting out of that place would have gone to get a cloth or whatever way that we make that you can present yourself because he was almost naked when they wrapped that kneeling cloth around him. Also, according to everything that we know, they took his garment off and nailed him to the cross so if the same thing he was wearing it was just underwear on the on the at the at the at the bottom so according to what we always say the garment was taken off now if they wrap any linen about him that's not even a cloth and then he left the linen there and disappeared now he's going to have to get something up on himself he's physical he's going to be physical to show himself physical to anybody so he could have gotten a garment that make him look like it's not like a, you can recognize he's a rabbi about this how much more with the beating and the flogging and so on that could have covered make the face to be a little bit different so what when the when mary saw this man standing in front of her say woman why are you weeping whom she cares out the bible says she thought it was the gardener she said unto her sir if thou have borne him hence 
Tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. That will make a, make the logical smile. You want to take a whole big man away? I'll, 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 maybe, maybe even Mary Magdalene was not really bulky, but she has a mind that she will go and care, get the apostle. Come on, let's go get the baby. I found, I found where they put the master. Verse 16, Jesus said unto her, Mary. She turned us herself and said unto her, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. She recognized that voice. The first spoke, maybe she spoke with a different voice that she wouldn't recognize the voice. And then when she called her name by the name, she always calls her Mary. She recognized that voice, Master. And Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, because she wanted to grab hold of him. No, you want to hug somebody that you have missed. Say, if I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Now, there's a purpose why you don't use that phrase. Eh? He wanted us to begin to address God as our father. So he started telling Mary, now, God is not just my father, it's your father also. And not just my God, it's your God. So every one of us as believers must address God as our Father. He's our Father because we are now in His family when we accept Jesus. The Bible says God has predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. It's Christ, the Son of Living God, came. He's the only Son of Living God because He came from the birth of God. And He now calling to say, I'm going to adopt all of you to become my Father's children. So we are now the Father's children. And we are inheriting the same thing with, this, with the Son of God as the, as, the, as, the, as the Lord Jesus Christ is giving it to us. So you are now adopted as my, my father's children. So anyone that comes to Christ, you are adopted as a son or a daughter of God. Is that not interesting? Thank you, Jesus. You became a joint heir with Christ. That's what it means. A rich man that has only one son, if he really wanted to have so many sons, he could go ahead and just adopt them. So that is what God did. He said, the only son, adopt children for me. And he's the only son. He said, well, I'll just adopt them, bring them to my father, they will become many. So that was what Jesus Christ meant. I said, it's now your father as my father, and your God as my God. Verse 18. Now the apostles that were still hiding, they, they have not seen this. Mary Magdalene came and said, and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. Verse 19, then the same day at evening, being the first day of this of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Now, uh, I'm going to go and point to the other gospel verses because we are going to go only go through the gospel of john i'm not going to go through gospel of matthew mark and luke unless the lord commands me but let's compare this with other manifestation of when jesus got resurrected from the dead that's why the one that was reported where they were afraid and he said why are you so where are you thinking i'm a ghost look at my hand touch me because apostle john didn't re, didn't say that way in this way he just said he came and then everything seems to be we all just accepted it. But let's see the place in, in Luke where the logical manifested to them and they were afraid. 
This is Luke chapter 24, the last chapter of Luke. This, yeah, according to Luke, he reported several other things that happened in between those nights, that day, secondly, and so forth. That the two, two young, two men, two disciples were going from Jerusalem to a city, a place called Emmaus, a village, and they were sad that night or something. That was the, the night of the resurrection. After his, after the resurrection, they were just sad, and they were sad about the event that happened three days ago, and then they heard that. Some people, some women say they saw something, they saw angels. They, so they were discussing it, and Jesus Christ walked by them and started, started shouting with them. And they couldn't recognize him, but he was just shouting them because it was evening time. Said, what are you guys talking about? That makes me so sad. You see that in the book of Luke, chapter 24. These people that were going to, to the city called Emmaus. And as they were talking, that was from verse 13. Luke chapter 24, verse 13. Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, they were reasoning, you know, just, just like I'm reasoning with them. Say, oh, Mary Magdalene got there for She went back there to see what. That's the reasoning. I'm just reasoning it out. And anybody will reason and say, well, he said she saw an angel also. Oh, she said, so they were just reading this down, they were talking about it, and Jesus Christ moved close to them and started talking, chatting with them. So Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Verse 17 said, and he said unto them, this, I'm, I'm reading Luke chapter 24, verse 17. He said, what manner of communications are these that ye have one to another, and as ye walk, and are sad? And then one of them said, that was called Cleopas, said, and thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which shall come to pass this there in these days. And he said, What things? And he said, About Jesus, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed, and one before God and all the people. And now the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. Well, you don't know what they meant by redeeming Israel. They are talking of redeem, redeem Israel. They are not talking of redeeming the world, redeem Israel. They are talking of how we thought he was going to bring Israel out of this bondage of the Roman Empire. That's always in their mind. You will have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yeah. And certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were earlier at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. So they were reporting what they said, the women have said he was alive and they have not seen him yet. Then the logical started shouting with them, oh fools slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? So people have said, well, you know about that? So he started telling them everything about himself. That's what the Bible said in beginning at Moses and all the prophets. He expanded the scripture to them and then to ourselves. But now we are was going to say after that they disappear from their midst of those people that were 
going to Emmaus. He went all the way to the Emmaus with them, and they went inside to eat, and then he disappeared from them when he showed them who he was. And then they ran back to Jesus and said, we saw the Lord, we saw the Lord. This is what happened on the road to Emmaus. And while they were all talking about it, Jesus Christ was in their midst again. He just appeared. Verse 36. And as they thus speak, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified. That's in Luke chapter 24, is what I'm reading. They were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, and do me, and see. For his spirit has no flesh and bones as you see me have. So now the Lord was trying to make them to see that like, look, I'm physical. Touch me. Touch me. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. Verse 41. And while they yet believed not for joy, they don't know what to think of. They were so excited that, really? You are alive? And wondered, he said, have he here any meat? So he asked them, do you have anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of an honeycomb. And he took it and did it before them. To make them see that I am physical. I'm physical among you. I'm a physical person. Bring meat. And he swallowed the meat. He ate it. He ate the fish. Before them, he didn't fall on the floor. No, sir. His spirit could not, could not undo meat or food like that. He said, yeah. he said look, I touched me and sin. And then he told them that this is what has been prophesied and told, showed them, opened their eyes. So that's another episode of part of this resurrection that they, that was not that was not reported by opposition because he just told us after he has said you know this happened he just went to tell us some more things that happened that that were not reported by Matthew Mark and Luke. So let's go back to Gospel of John chapter twenty that I was reading because we want to finish this recording of Gospel of John because Jesus Christ said to Mary Magdalene that call. I go unto my father and your father and my God and your God. Now, verse 18, he said, Mary Magdalene went and told the apostles. Now, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, verse 19, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the youth, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Now, that's where I stop. And I'm going to continue that from verse 20 now. Because I, I stopped, I digress to go and read Luke so that you guys can see that. The same peace be unto you and that Apostle Paul, John didn't report what happened, why that you are afraid, and Jesus Christ said, touch my hands and see that Luke reported. Now, verse 21, then said Jesus to them, again, peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. That was the first place where the Lord began to minister the Holy Ghost. Now, he just breathed on them to receive the Holy Ghost. There was no record that the Holy Ghost fell upon them on that day. But it's like pre, pre-baptism of the Holy Ghost. He says, he says, somebody has to lay out upon you and the Lord will feel the Holy Ghost. So he himself imparted the Holy Ghost upon them there. But he said, they are going to wait till he, he, he sent it from, the, from heaven above. But there is like the first thing we say, I will lay my upon you right now to receive the Holy Ghost. But it's like a, a four, a four, well, I don't know what to call it. They say you, you do it earlier before it really happens. And let's go on and said, And when he has so he said, Receive the Holy Ghost, verse 23. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. That means he gave us authority also to forgive sins. 
civil services, you remit, they are remitted to them. Now, that's not like the so-called prison, some denominational churches tell to say, they give them penance and say, forgive your sin. People still have to repent. If you are going to give your life to Christ, you have to repent. You can't just say, we forgive your sin and you go do it again like they did in some Catholicism. Verse 44, but Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. He was trying to be smart. Verse <laughs> 36. A smart guy or smart kid, whatever it is. After eight days again, his disciples were within, and Jesus and Thomas with them also. Then came Jesus. So everything he said, he thought he said it to the apostles, it was recorded by the angels. They were hearing it and they're telling the Lord Jesus Christ. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach either thy finger. And behold my hands, and reach either thy hand, and trust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Verse 26 says, And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God, after he saw it with his own eyes and touched him, said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen. And yet I believe. That means we that are far away, we are just hearing the stories and we believe it. That he that can do these signs and wonders, death could not hold him. He that could call the dead out of the grave four days in the grave, death could not hold him. What is death? Some spirits. He was casting devils out. He was calling the devils out of the people and they couldn't do anything against it. So he said, I have the power to lay down my life, I have the power to take the game. So there's no way death could hold him on the other side. So that's why. He came out by himself. So I came out by himself. I lay my life down. I will take it by himself. So that is why we could believe. Anyone that say I have to see him first and see that really he he he, he from there, then you are not believing, because that power of God has been demonstrated even before he died. That he, before he went to the cross, that it is God that manifested on that. And then he came back by himself. That's why he said, "Blessed are they that have not seen these things. They have not seen me, but yet believe." Pastor, there are many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through him, through his name. Praise the Lord. And that's the end of Gospel of John chapter 20, and we continue this in chapter 21. God bless you.